On today's show, it's a Friday. Let's have some fun. We're going to break down the rest of the interesting quotes from our interviews from Media Day. We got great stuff from Frank Nilakina about a fresh start in Dallas. Moses Brown talking about all kinds of stuff. Honestly, the surprise of Media Day for us, Moses Brown was our favorite interview. He really was. You're going to have to stick around to hear about it on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavs Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Bang! Bang! It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! I remember who got MVP. Okay. And I remember watching every single like highlight tape after that. Of who that are guy. you rooting for? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer at Mavs.com. The Friday Fiend, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, the Mavs had the day off yesterday, so a good day off. You know, they didn't practice on Christmas. And, oh, no, no, no. No, it's not Christmas yet. <laughs> they, they they took the day off. and. Come on. Uh, Camp Come is on. Uh, camp is back they didn't in session on, <laughs> on, uh, on Friday. Not yet they haven't, guys. This is the last podcast of you know media day training camp week. Next week, we have a first preseason game. Like where where did the off season go? Where Uh-oh, did it go? Guess what day it is? <laughs> Soon, soon it will be. Guess what day it is? Uh, all right, thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. Remember, Lockdown Mavs is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Lockdown Mavs, where all of our training camp interviews are available in full. You can go watch those, and we're also doing com- compilations of some of the best stuff. I just put one about what every single player said about what team success would be or what success would be for this season. Really interesting to hear all of them back to back to back to see where everybody's headspace is at. So go check it out. Lockdown Mavs on YouTube. All right. We're getting into the rest of our interviews. Some of the most interesting comments that we heard in our interviews on media day. Again, if you guys haven't been checking with us, we got a station at media day. They brought all the players to us. We got everybody except for Chris Ops, Porzingis, And so we got tons of interviews, tons of sound, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to talk about Frank Nilakina today. He had a couple of interesting answers to us. It was the first time we had met him and talked to him and sat down with him. We also, first time we sat down to talk to Moses Brown. Moses Brown talked about working with Tyson Chandler. He talked about, you know, the, the big man competition and how he views it and all that kind of stuff. And then we'll hear from Josh Green as well. So kind of doing the young guys up top. And then we'll talk to Dorian and Maxi at the end about a couple updates from them. Uh, Pretty some much good the answers. whole roster. So we'll the good answers we thought, they, we thought they had. Uh, yeah, and we've gone through pretty much the whole roster at this point. So, all right, let's start right away because we got a whole bunch to get to. Let's do. Let's start with Frank Nilakina. Frank Nilakina is, uh, is kind of interesting because he's coming in. And he's not guaranteed a roster spot at this point, right? The Mavericks have 16 players yeah. on the on the <clears throat> roster, plus you know all the training camp spots too. So he's not guaranteed a roster at this point. But I have uh, a confession. Ooh. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I'm drinking the Frank Kool Aid. I don't know why. I'm just I'm here for it. I want him on the roster. I want a chance. It was after this answer, I believe, that you were drinking the Kool-Aid. So here is Frank Nilakina talking about a fresh start in Dallas, and this is why Isaac is drinking the Kool-Aid on him. Why the decision to, to come to Dallas? What was the the calling card? What was the was it Luca? What he told you? 
at the Olympics to <laughs> your crew there? Like, why Dallas? Uh, why Dallas? Dallas, uh, I feel like, you know, um, the will of uh, the organization to uh, go in the same, uh, I'll say, state of mind as I was, you know, finding a new challenge, finding a new environment and having a new and fresh start. Um it was kind of the same thing. We had the same uh, ideas. Uh, also, Dallas, I'm familiar with the city. Uh, I've worked out here multiple times. I know a little bit of the city. I know also a lot of the players on the team, obviously. Um, coach was also a, a, a big reason uh, I wanted to come here. And then, of course, the the, the, the challenge and when the where Dallas was at, uh, last season, uh, where I think also I could uh, take my day, take my game to and uh, learn, uh, in with the by side of uh, of course Luca, uh, players like him, uh, players like KP. Um, so yeah, overall, just the challenge is uh, is amazing. And when I saw that opportunity and their will to have me here, uh, it was a no brainer. There was also a report from the New York Post, Mark Berman, who is really close to a lot of Nick's stuff, that Jason Kidd was the one specifically that was pushing for Frank Nilakina. So it's interesting that Frank mentioned coach was really kind of in my corner trying to bring me in and add me to this roster. Yeah, I love that. I love what he said about, you know, kind of the new start. Um, yeah, just uh, he's so soft spoken. And, you know, that that was us just, you know, trying to get to know him, too, there and those few minutes and, and chatting with him. But I, I just it's so this is where he's at. Like I, I asked him, you know, a little bit after that, like, do you see this as like a defining moment, like a, a turning moment in, you know, your career right now? And it is. I mean, I mean, we, we just saw a report, what, a few weeks ago of like, oh, man, this team in you know in, in Italy or whoever it was is, you know, interested in Frank Nelikina, like mm, a, yeah. a, a team overseas. And it's like, is Frank really going to have to go overseas right now and not be in the league? And I'm just I'm glad he's getting a shot in Dallas. If it's just training camp, we'll see. But I want to see him get some solid minutes in a preseason and. Yeah, his defense, and I don't know. There's just some – I could be just completely off base on it, but <laughs> I, I'm here for him. Uh, as he walked out of the interview room with us, tell everybody the thing that you told me because one of the things that we enjoy about being credentialed and being around the team and seeing guys in person and up close is you really see like – Okay, Moses Brown is is gigantic. He can see eye to eye with Boban, basically. Like he is a giant person. Boban, yeah. obviously, a giant person. But tell them what you told me about Frank Nilakina when he walked out of the room. I think I just looked at you and I said, "My God, his wingspan's insane. <laughs> his <laughs> arms are so long, and you just yeah. don't realize that until you're standing next to him and you see it, and you're like comparing it to your arms, right? Yeah, because <laughs> he's you know he he's a guard technically. He's like what six four, six five, but he has a yeah. seven one wingspan. Yeah. So his his hands, like his fingers, look like they go to his like knees. And it, it's just, yeah, it's wild. He has the potential, and I, he's. Uh, I think I'm gonna lean fully into this. <laughs> we're leaning into it. We're feeling. We're feeling for Frank right now. We're uh, we're excited that hopefully he can be the next. The French uh, Prince. The French Prince. Yeah, the the nickname. We have to. You guys have to go check out the full interview because we asked him about the nickname Frankie Smokes, <laughs> and he gave us an answer about what he thinks about it. Uh, all right, this one is also from Frank Nilakina about draft night. We wondered, we wanted to go back to draft night when he was taken and the Mavs were connected to him. There's that picture of him and Mark Cuban, so we asked him about that night. When you go back to your draft, there was a picture that came out, you and Mark Cuban, stuff before the draft. There was a lot of, like, <laughs> you linked to Dallas. Did you think you were going to be a Maverick on, on draft night? Uh, I didn't really know. Draft night was really special, so I knew uh, what my what my agent was saying, and uh, it was what? It was either the Knicks or or the, or the Mavs. 
Um, but the Knicks had the uh, first choice. Yeah. Uh, so obviously I was happy to be a Nick. Uh, but of course, we had also that relationship with um, Mark Cuban uh, with the team. I knew the team was really interested. So um, now I'm here. So probably a like part of circle. the story. Yeah, yeah, full circle. And Dennis ended up in New York, too. So kind of kind of flipped on there. But yeah. Uh, it was interesting. He was like, I knew what my agent was telling me, but I didn't really know what was going on. Right. Just wanted to see how it's like, it's such a special moment for him. He wasn't getting all caught up in the, where am I going to go? And who's, you know, who's yeah. wanting me and all that kind of stuff. It's interesting to think about the parallels where we're all thinking on our side of it. And he's like, oh, I just am excited. Cause this is a huge night in my life. But, and it's also confirmation too. We've talked about this on, on the pod that that storyline around then it kind of turned into all Dallas smoke screened, you know, their interest smoke in <laughs> Frankie smoke screen, <laughs> their interest in, in Nilkina to get New York to take him and all this stuff. I'm like, um, Dallas was interested in him. They, they liked him. And to hear even Frank talk about it too, is like, Hey, I, I know that they, they like me. I knew it was going to be New York or Dallas. One of those two. So unless they it, fooled everybody, Isaac, they lied to Just Frank. fooled everybody. <laughs> Uh, but no, it, yeah, it's pretty wild now. I mean, how ironic, right? Frank and, and, uh, you know, Dennis are on basically both training camp deals yeah. right now. So who's going to make, you know, will both of them make the roster? Will one of them, neither of them. So we'll see. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see which one of them, but yeah. So that's Frank Nilakina. We're excited for his potential. We think he can be, you know, the serviceable guard off the bench that comes in and spurts and fills in when they Delon need a defensive Wright, line. Josh Richardson, Frank Nilakina. I mean, yes. The defensive guard. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> right? Like, it seems what, to be that. How ironic, though. What if Frank turns out better than the other two? Whenever that would you, be great. You give DeLon Wright, a, you know, a three-year contract. You, you know, get Josh Richardson in here in a trade. And it's like... Mm -hmm. And then, bam, the, the cheapest option of all of them. What if he turns out better than both of them? That'd be that would be awesome. I would wild. be so down for that. Uh, yeah, that would be an incredible find for the Mavericks. And, he could and, and, speaking of, and speaking of Moses Brown, we're about to talk about Moses Brown. What if, what if Frank and Moses Brown are like hits? What they, if? What if? What if they're hits? And now you have, I know it's a long shot, but then you have Frank and Moses Brown as, as like, decent players on super cheap contracts like that that would be something that would be crazy for the team we've always been about these flyers these young players you know at the end of your bench like go ahead and take some swings at some guys i think wesa one was a guy like that we were excited about like hey just take a swing at a guy that maybe yeah. didn't work out in one spot and see if it it works out sometimes it it doesn't it doesn't pan out sometimes it's yogi ferrell where you're like hey all of a sudden we got something for you know half a season or so yeah. All right, coming up, let's hear from Moses Brown. We'll, t we'll hear from him about the big man competition. How is he looking at a, a roster with like six centers on it? How is he viewing that and what is he taking? And he was the interview that I think we enjoyed the most, just getting to know him. Uh, so we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Indeed. Indeed.com is the place to put your jobs on. General managers, ask the right questions to try and find players. Uh, Donnie Nelson at the time was trying to ask, all right, should we trade up or should we try to get Frank Nilakina or are we smoke screening to try and get Dennis Smith Jr., the one we Thank actually want to get? Uh, they ask all those kind of questions. You can ask the right questions using Indeed's assessment to help make you 
Find the right candidates with the skills that you need for your job. Don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools will help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed's Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you you post your sponsored job. So immediately when you do that, you're going to get candidates and you're going to get ones that actually match what you need. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Again, a $75 job credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Also, I want to tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It is great, and they're delicious. We eat, we eat them all the time. I had a coconut puff bar. My wife doesn't usually like most of the Built Bar. She doesn't like the texture. She's a very big texture person. Boo. She also uh, likes Avatar. You're so. also a very texture food person as well. Get out of here with, oh, with, I am. Your, yes, I with am. your booing. But she loves the puff bars. So if you try the Built Bar and you're like, I'm not really into this, try the puff bars. They have them right now. They have the mint marshmallow available right now. When they bring back the coconut puffs, those are really, really good. Those are the ones that I buy. So go check them out. The mint marshmallow puff bar, 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar in a bar covered in 100% chocolate. They're great. They're awesome. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at built.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more interviews. We got some stuff from Moses Brown. He was the interview that kind of not blew us away, but just kind of charmed us, right? Like, he just seemed like a guy that you're like, ah. He was just fun, yeah. uh, It was fun. fun. I I like this guy. So here's Moses Brown talking about the big man competition going into training camp. So we're starting training camp, and you can't help to look at the roster, and you got you and Boban and K. All the, you know, the, these big fives, but we want to put numbers on it. How are you approaching this camp knowing that there's a bunch of other guys at the same position that you play? Man, it's fun. I'm, I I can't say I've never had an opportunity to play against like big people, but for to have a lot of big guys in camp like this, it, it just makes it a lot more competitive. And for me, loving the sport of basketball, I live to compete, you know, whether and whatever happens, I'm going to try my hardest. I'm going to go all out and I love to compete. And that being said, I love having big guys to bang up against. Okay, so I wanted to play this for a couple reasons. One, he says, I can't say that I've never played against big people, which I thought was just a funny quote. Just a funny quote. Uh, but he's never played against this this different types of bigs. Like they, there's Mavs do have all kinds of different bigs, and they're gonna be playing against him in practice, and I think that's gonna be beneficial for him. The other reason why I wanted to play this was because he said he's looking at it as competition and he's embracing it. And that's the exact same thing Dwight Powell told us. Yeah. And I think that it's it's Dwight Powell's leadership is rubbing off on Moses Brown in that way. I think that. Well, it, that was the very last question we asked Dwight. I said, yeah. Dwight, what are you telling the Moses Brown, the young guys on the roster? And he had, you know, had a great quote on that of what he's telling because he is like the main vet here. But yeah, I like what you, you know, I think Dwight even mentioned a similar thing of that. Of like when you have this bullpen of yep. centers, it also allows you to practice against a bullpen, you know, you know, however you want to say it, but the bullpen centers each other because, you know, you go against these teams that have these different types of centers. Well, now you kind of have your practice version of that center on the team that you can, you know, practice against. So, yeah, love Moses. Good morning, Isaac. All right, so this is Moses Brown talking about uh, Tyson Chandler. If you've seen any of the B-roll footage that the Mavericks are sending out, like every single time they send us B-roll footage from practice. It's closed practice, but they'll have cameras in there showing us just a couple things here and there. In the background, or in, even in the foreground, in the, the subject of the video, Moses Brown and Tyson Chandler are 
right next to each other, right? Like just always working together. Tyson Chandler is really working with Moses Brown. That was, that was not a pub publicity stunt or any kind of stunt like that. They really are working together. And you can see in the video, you can see Tyson Chandler actually showing him moves and things like that. And so this is uh, Moses Brown talking about Tyson Chandler and what he's been teaching him. It was reported that you were working out with Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler was working with you. What's something he taught you specifically about defense, about the game, about um, one, thing, guys. <laughs> one thing we've been big on is our positioning. So just being in the right spot before the before it happens. You know what I'm saying? The guy, you know, for example, the guard is driving baseline, being in that um, that charge circle, being mm -hmm. in between him, the ball and the rim. So making my job a lot easier. And that's something from a vet who's actually done it in one game's doing it. So mm -hmm. it's nothing but love. So I think that quote is awesome because – when I had Ryland Styles on, Locked On Thunder host, he talked to us about Moses Brown. He watched Moses Brown when he was with the Thunder a lot and said, the guy just does not play defense well. He just isn't in the right spots ever and just is not, you know, he just not is not a good defender at this point in his career. Moses Brown told us that he wants to be a Rudy Gobert type defensive player. That's a goal for him in his career. Now Gobert. Gobert? You can see Gobert. you could say that's obviously far fetched, but working with Tyson Chandler. That's going to help the defensive IQ. That's going to help him learn stuff. I and mean, if he yeah. can learn just to be in the right spot, he could, that'll, that'll improve him leaps and bounds. And so I thought that that was a really important thing. And it was, it was right in the front of his brain, too. I asked him a question. He didn't hem or haw or um or anything like that. He knew exactly what he was going to say because Tyson's been working with him on that specific thing so much. And that was while he was eating a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> because he walked into our station carrying uh, at least two maybe three chicken sandwiches hey we and left with multiple chicken sandwiches too let's not we did and our initial joke was him. like hey did you bring us one and uh but no he, he finished the sandwich and hop, hopped in our station and <laughs> we were the last one for him but no i mean yeah i feel like i'm a broken record talking about how much i love tyson being there and it's really cool for them to work together i have a th i have a theory where's the sound drop I have a theory. It's not it's not really conspiracy. I'll, I'll do it because it's been a while. I got a theory. Mm, ready. I think Dwight Powell is, if I'm going to go a football analogy, Dwight Powell is Andy Dalton as Justin Fields is to Moses Brown. I think they're I think they're going to put Dwight Powell out there to start the season because they don't want to throw. That's disrespect to Dwight Powell. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I guess, yeah. Well... Andy Dalton sucks right now. He does suck right now. I'm not going to say Dwight's going to suck, but I think that j just the the roles, let's just say the roles for the for these guys, right? Like, I think they're going to put Dwight out there to start the season so they can start the season pretty strong, but I think they're grooming Moses Brown to hopefully, hopefully take that spot and to earn that spot, and that's why mm. they're really pushing Tyson Chandler to work with him and doing all that. That's my that's, – hey, that – that's why there's music, right? That's why there's music. I'm just, you know, I just need to see him play in the preseason. I'm just not fully convinced, which I get. It's a new coaching staff and everything. I'm not fully convinced that like Moses is already ahead of like Willie and Boban, these guys like on as the backup five. And we'll cause see because there's only so many, so many like five minutes, right? Like it's not like KP's never gonna play the five. Like KP's gonna play the five yeah, throughout true. the game. So when Dwight's not in the game and if KP's not in the game, then maybe Moses. But like if it's not like is he going to play over Willie? So I'm just really curious. I don't want us to get too ahead of ourselves that like 
we both love Moses now. Like, oh, cool. Like, Moses is so cool. And then, <laughs> and then, like, why is he not playing? Is he going to turn into the new Josh Green of, two, you know, of, of this year? Of like, why isn't he playing? Oh my gosh, Moses should be playing. And I'll be curious. Yeah, no, I'm not putting any expectations on it. It's a conspiracy theory, right? Like, it's, 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 yeah, it's that they're trying to groom him to do it. And maybe, maybe he doesn't develop quick enough. But if he does develop quick enough, I think that they may make that change. That's my, that's my conspiracy theory. All right. So we've been talking about Tyson Chandler. We asked a bunch of Mavericks to name their Mavs all-time starting five. And so uh, Moses Brown put Tyson Chandler. We, we heard Moses Brown put Tim Hardaway Jr. in on yeah. yesterday's show uh, and, and then got Tim Hardaway's reactions. Go go listen to yesterday's show if you didn't hear that. But here's uh, Moses Brown talking about – oh, actually, this is different. This is you, you asking Moses Brown about 2011 and about <laughs> – we're on the Tyson Chandler conversation. Yeah. Uh, about 2011 and what he remembers from it. And this is just a great answer. 2011, Mavs won the title. Mm-hmm. How old were you then? I was 11. Do you remember anything about it? I do. I remember. Oh, what do you remember about it? I remember who got MVP. Okay. And I remember watching every single like highlight tape after that. Of who that are guy. you rooting for? <laughs> <laughs> Look at his yes. laugh. Yes. 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 That's the right answer. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna help you out. <laughs> Isaac with the who are you rooting for? And just literally like leaned in and looked into his soul, like looked into Moses Brown's soul when he said, Who are you rooting for? And Moses Brown just lost it. it he it genuinely was, I I laugh about his laugh because that was like the most genuine laugh of the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. But yeah, it was cool that he remembered that and he you know went back and watched some stuff. But yeah. <laughs> who were you rooting for <laughs> from Isaac? It was great. All right, coming up, let's hear from Josh Green. We'll hear from Dorian and from Maxie at the end. Josh Green has an awesome Tyson Chandler story. It's all nobody, kind of, nobody knows it for all I know. I don't think anybody knows this story about Josh Green and Tyson Chandler, so we're going to share it coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports. You want to bet? You want to gamble? You want to put some money down? Ooh, you're feeling good about the Cincinnati Bengals win another game? Let's go 3-1? and one? Are you feeling good about them? You can put some money down on them if you'd like to. You can put some money on the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, the line has moved. Oh. Dallas Cowboys at home against the Carolina Panthers. Four and a half point favorite now. What was it, five and a half before? It was five and a half before. Dude, I think it was six at one point. I think it was six that. at one point. Yeah. Dude, the Cowboys are going to stomp them. Okay, so there you go. The Dallas put money Cow- on it right now. Bet go, on the Cowboys. Go put money down on the Dallas Cowboys if you want. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more answers from Media Day. Again, these are all of our interviews from Media Day. We got the awesome opportunity to do them in person, talk to all of these guys. And so we're going to hear from Josh Green who has this awesome Tyson Chandler story. We asked him to name his all-time Mavs starting five. He ended up naming Tyson like a lot of them did. And then this is uh, a story that he shared along with that. For a coach kid. Okay. Josh is getting minutes this year now. (laughs) Yeah, coach kid. Um, uh, And then the big man, you know. Ooh. You got like Tyson Chandler. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I was going to, I was, I, I was say Tyson Chandler. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so. good. Tyson's been working with the team some, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's been around, but it's, it's crazy. So I actually, I rebounded for him when 
Uh, I rebounded for him when I was in Australia when I was like 10 years old. No he, way. Where he went at? to my high wow. school. He went to my high school. My dad was a coach and I, I rebounded for him. He rebounded for me. And it was, it was awesome. Crazy experience. Now cross paths. Now there's a picture of us somewhere. So how old were you? Like maybe 10 or 12. So he was just dunking <laughs> on you or no, 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 no. I was literally rebounding for him. I was chasing, chasing out yeah. his shots. So yeah, it's awesome. It's crazy. Wow. So no, I definitely have him. That's a, that's a, that's a tough five to, to go against for yeah. sure. I love Josh Green's accent because it just sneaks up on you every once in a while. You just remember, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he's Australian, right? Like, every once in a while, it just comes out. But, yeah, he rebounded for Tyson Chandler when he was 10 years old. Yeah, I thought that was super cool. It's like, how? Like, in Australia? Like, what? <laughs> that was the first time he ever met Tyson. And now, you know, what? what's Josh now? 19, 20? He's probably 20 now. Now, you know, 10 years later, he's in training camp with Tyson again. And Tyson's rebounded for him. And like, might get a 10-day. <laughs> Tyson Taylor might. It's crazy. Yeah, I thought that was a crazy story. And then uh, we had to ask Josh Green about earning minutes on this team, rotation minutes. What can he possibly do? Uh, what is his mindset kind of going into training camp? So this is what Josh Green had to say. What was the best moment of your rookie year, looking back? Uh, I think the whole atmosphere, just coming coming back to Dallas for the playoffs, I think was huge. You know, game three and just seeing that, like the just the atmosphere, having fans, it was crazy. You know, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and just, I mean, every single time before a game, you know, when you put the jersey on, you know, it's kind of like a surreal moment. So it's like, uh, I think that that was cool part, you know, running out with the team and just, yeah, I don't know. Everything was cool about it. You're at Jason Kidd's introductory press conference. He specifically mentioned you by name about like <clears throat> looking forward to seeing your development, you this upcoming season. What do you feel like you have to do to earn rotation spot on this team? I think just to continue what I do, you know, I think I do little things in game, which not a lot of people really want to do. Um, and I think the biggest thing is just going there and playing confident. You know, last year was my first year. Um, now it's building off that, just becoming a better player and, you know, knowing what I can do. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. So I'm ready to I'm ready to go out there and play this year. I can't, I can't wait. Okay, so I'm not trying to downplay what Josh Green said. He says, I do little things that not a lot of people want to do. Does it seem like there's a lot of guys on this roster that do stuff like that, right? Like, like I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there's a lot of high energy dudes though. Like high energy is true. That that's different. But like the when you talk about do stuff that nobody else wants to do, it's the hustle plays. It's the you know cutting. It's the rebound, extra rebounding, like stuff like that. And I feel like Maxi does stuff like that. I feel like Rich Bullock's gonna do stuff like Dorian. that. Dorian obviously does stuff you, like that. I mean, okay. Hopefully, you can never have enough of those guys though. Hopefully he doesn't stick out as much as he did last year. Like there was an there was a thing when when Josh Green got on the floor last year, his energy, his like hustle and everything, it Just stood out. Yeah, compared you know compared to the rest of the roster, it was like you could see the difference. Hopefully, with the addition of Sterling Brown, Reggie Bullock, we still have Dorian, those guys that it doesn't stick out as much when you know he enters the game. Yeah, you almost don't want it to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How are you feeling about his rotation spot? Now, after media day, hearing Jason Kidd talk, seeing all the guys. Him versus Sterling Brown is another matchup I want to see. And it's like, yeah, it's not an either or type of thing, but there's only so many minutes, right? And it's like, right now, Dwight's starting. So that means one of Reggie Bullock, Dorian, or Tim's coming off the bench. So let's just say it's Dorian and Tim that's starting and Reggie's coming off the bench. So now you have Reggie, uh, Sterling, Sterling Brown, Josh Green, you still have Brunson. Like, 
who I mean, I'm probably even forgetting some off the top of my head right now. It's like, there's only so many rot, you know, spots in the rotation there. So I'll be curious to, you know, can Josh green have a massive camp and then like, he's for sure over Sterling Brown. And I, I don't know. He could. Plus you have the whole thing with all the centers, the maps have. So that puts Maxi at a four position instead of maybe even like a backup five where they're stretching a little bit. So the, that all of a sudden shrink the amount of guards they have and the amount of centers they have is shrinking the amount of wing spots they have in the rotation. And yeah. that's kind of, uh, it's either going to squeeze out, <laughs> squeeze out Josh green or Sterling Brown. And so, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, and Josh green was another one where I was like, I saw him in person and it stood out. I was like, man, if he was a little bit taller, I feel like the narrative on him would be a little different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I was going to go through the whole thing of, you know, who was in charge of drafting him? Who wanted Josh Green? He's not there anymore. Uh, neither are the people who wanted someone different. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no one's there. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's there. So it, it it's that whole thing of like when new regimes take over, these past guys or, guy. or your recent you know draft picks are somebody else's people. So it's, you know, we got to see what Jason Kidd and them think about Josh Green, too. All right, last couple ones here. Dorian Finney-Smith came in, and it was great. It felt like we were all just like friends hanging out again with, with Dorian. Uh, we've known him. He's this was his. He's told us it was his sixth year, which we knew that, but it's his sixth media day. This is our sixth media day too, as as yeah. credentialed reporters too. So we've been there his entire career, basically. He's one of the first players I ever met. Yeah. And so we got to talk to him. He actually gave us an interesting answer. I threw in a question at, at last minute. I said, when's the last time you talked to Dennis Smith Jr.? And he said, yesterday. <laughs> and so oh, it's yeah. pretty Smith bros are still going strong. It's pretty cool that those guys are still friends and talk and, and all that stuff. And he wished him the best. So go watch that interview. But here's an uh, answer from Dorian Finney-Smith about his shooting specifically. He's made incredible strides shooting the three. And his mentality, I felt like, was really interesting. Okay, so when you look at your shooting progression over yeah. your career, you went from you know twenty nine percent in what year uh, one, first two years, and now look what you did last year. Mm -hmm. What's been the biggest like component to that of in, you know improving in that area? Um, obviously I changed my shot, but a lot of it's mental. Mm -hmm. You know, just you know you got to get them them reps up. Obviously, you got to you got to get in the gym because repetition build confidence. But uh, it's just mental, man. Uh, it's a it's a long season, so you can't even sit on one bad game for too long. You're one bad shooting game, you got to move on. So yeah. I think it was more mental, you know, just getting on to the next play and not worrying about, you know, your shots not putting too much on them shots because when you start putting a lot on them shots, every miss going to stop killing. You know, you start missing, yeah. it's going to start hurting you because yeah. you, you're putting too much on that shot. So now when it leave my hands, I just let it go. If it's, yeah. it go in, it go in. If it you don't. seem so much more confident now when you shoot that shot. Like, it seems so smooth yeah. and yeah. like I'm expecting every shot you take to go in. That's so. it. And it's, all you got to do is you put the work in and you know, every shot should feel like it's going in. If it don't, you know... <laughs> You know, it's, it's, the, it's the ball fault. It ain't your fault. <laughs> just, just wipe it. Look at yeah, your hand. It's yeah. the ball fault. Okay. So, you know, it wasn't me. We sometimes wonder in the NBA, why why coaching? These guys are so good. They're going to come in. They're going to do their own thing. They got their own individual trainers. Why you have coaches? Why you have, like, 10 assistant coaches? Why, that's the reason why you have coaches, right? I think that yeah. that mentality was a coached mentality, I think, in Dorian Finney-Smith, too. I just have to – basically, it's the Ted Lasso. Think like a goldfish, right? Like, Forget the stuff that happened. Focus on the moment. Focus on the next shot, the next shot, the next shot. And focus on the shot that you're, t you're taking right now and expect every shot to go in. That's definitely a coach thing to me. 
And I thought that was really cool to hear from Dorian specifically. Yeah. And, you know, further on that conversation, we were talking about the Clippers series and that game three. And he was like, you know, that was my worst shooting game of that series. Yeah. He said, like, I just wanted one to go in. Like, I, I wanted <laughs> one to go in there at home. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's cool seeing a guy like that, that we've seen progress so much in his career so far is such a unique story of, you know, his rookie season being undrafted and dirt getting hurt and then him filling in and playing as many games as he did. And now where he's at now can, and I think one of the storylines for him is it was last year a fluke or is that who he is now? And it's been two years now with the shooting, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. The past two years. Like, is this the new Dorian Finney-Smith that he can be in the high 30s? That That is huge for him. Absolutely. You remember when, I think his rookie year, the whole narrative, and we had probably too many conversations about this, was Dorian Finney-Smith versus Justin Anderson. You yeah. remember that was a whole conversation we had several times. On we this even podcast. had a, I wish we could combine Ryan Brokoff and Dorian Finney-Smith <laughs> into one player. <laughs> And now we kind of got that player. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not maybe not off the move as much as, as Brokoff could, but but yeah, uh, great to see Dorian. All right, last one here. Maxi Kleba. We asked every single player, what would you consider a successful season? I kind of left it ambiguous. Team success, personal success. I wanted to see what they said. And Maxi's answer was really interesting because he pointed to the head of the snake, and that's Luca. I mean, successful season. Um Obviously, like every team wants to compete and win games. So the ultimate goal is always to win a championship. And um, I think uh, we have a lot of talent on the team. And especially when you have like um, a talent like Luca, you know, who can who can lead the team like that. Um, so, you know, I think when you when you look at his growing and, and where he comes from and all this, his mentality is always a championship. And he's like the first one to go ahead. So everybody's going to follow that. So, you know, that's the ultimate goal that you want to reach. I mean, player empowerment, first of all, right? Like player empowerment because Luca empowers everybody else to think big, to think championship, to think that yeah. next level, right? I mean, that is that to me was showed the mentality of a team if you have a player as good as Luca. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's cool seeing just the players. I mean, we know Luca's the leader of the team, but just to see players like Maxi just recognize that of like he is leading our team and we're gonna follow his lead. And embrace him, right, already yeah. as the leader. There's no, like, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of resentment for Luca on this team. No. Uh, we didn't get to talk to Porzingis, so, you know, that whole thing is like, is there something there? Is there not? But it didn't feel like and Everybody else felt like they know their role. They're following suit. They're in line. They're ready to go. Like, they're ready to fulfill their role, whatever it is, and uh, and go win. And that's what you want a team that's that's poised to go back to the playoffs and try and win this thing. Like, get, like get over the, the hump and all that kind of stuff for this team. So... Found that really interesting. Also, we were making we were making you know flex faces at the camera, but Maxi looking real swollen. <laughs> yeah, he is. Like, he was dang. flexing that arm, holding the microphone, right? <laughs> it's like that is like Rambo. Like, what's the Mr. what's Stallone. the word for Gun City in uh, German? <laughs> German <laughs> Gun Show. Oh my gosh! So there you go. Those are some interviews we got. So many more moments. There's like the whole Boban interview is worth going to watch. It's pretty interesting. Uh, there's a lot of good moments from a lot of our interviews. Go check them out. There's on a playlist on our YouTube channel, Locked On Mavericks on YouTube. We again, if you didn't listen yesterday, we passed a million views on our channel. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate everybody that's listened. 
that has watched, that has hung out with us, that subscribed, that found us because of the YouTube channel. Thanks, guys, for finding us on YouTube. Subscribe. The podcast links are all in the description of the podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Oh.